Hello, this is The Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. We are going to be talking about faith, and you will see how God has so much bandwidth, so much room to meet us wherever we are. We're going to be reading the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11. You see, Hebrews chapter 11 has been known as the hall of fame of faith. You know, there are a lot of people that were mentioned there. Well, I'll read the first two verses. It says, sorry, I, I, I tend to always read King James Version. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. By the time you begin to go through the book of Hebrews, you will see the elders that obtained good reports. You will see Abraham, uh, Noah, Moses, and different people. By the time we get to verse 32, the writer of Hebrews said, Time will fail me to talk about Gideon. Okay, but today we have a bit of time, so time does not fail us to talk about Gideon. Alright, so we, are, we want to start to troubleshoot the things that we have believed about faith. Have you ever heard the definition that faith is the opposite of fear? You've heard that definition? That definition is not wrong. However, we are going to keep it on the shelf for now. Let's go to the story of Gideon. The story of Gideon is in the entire Judges chapter 6 from verse 1 to the end. I will just run through it. I'll run a commentary of that story before we go to chapter 7 where we really, really want to read. There was a time that Israelites had turned their backs on God and you know, God withdrew his protection, so to say. And then the Midianites occupied their lands. And when this scripture opens, we see Gideon treaching wheat, hiding at night, He's hiding from the Midianites. And then an angel appeared to him and said, Thou mighty man of valor, God is with you. Gideon said, If God is with us, where are all the miracles that we read about, that we heard about, and all of that? In the course of that conversation, the angel told Gideon that you are going to deliver Israelites. You have to go get an army and do all of that. Gideon said, I'm the smallest in my family. My family is the smallest in the tribe of Israel and all of that. At the end of the day, at the end of that encounter, what we realize is that Gideon could now talk to God. By the time the angel left, Gideon could talk to God such that Gideon insisted that God should clear his doubts. That means that I'll put out a wool. If there is water around it, but there's no water in it, I'll know you sent me. God obliged he said, let's try it. Let's do another one. If it's dry and everything around it is wet, that means you sent me. That happened again. So God did everything he could. Everything Gideon asked. That God convinced me that you have sent me. God did everything. So, let's now go to the book of Judges, chapter 7. Now that we have that backstory, please study it too. Judges, chapter 7, from verse 9. All right. So, after he had gathered people, if you, if you follow the story, when he announced that he were going to fight Midianites, 32,000 people followed him. God now said, these people are too many. They would think his strength of numbers. 
that gave them the victory. So tell everybody that is afraid to go home. 22,000 people went home. That, that's shocking to me. Like when we announced that we were going to war, what did you think we were going to do? Then the remaining 10,000, God said, they are still too much, you know. Go and do, go and have them drink water and I will pick the people that I want. At the end of the day, he picked 300 people. And that's the true origin of 300. Forget Sparta. So Gideon had 300 soldiers. And the night before they were to go, God now told him to wait. And when it was time, verse 9, I want to start reading verse 9 now, so please look at it. He said, And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Arise and get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered it into thy hand. If you read other translations, God is telling him that you can attack now. I have delivered the Midianites to you. So God is telling you, before you start fighting, you have victory. Hear what God would say next. He said, but if you fear to go down, that means that if you are afraid, go down with Fura, thy servant, down to the host. Let's read verse 11. So that means that, oh, before we read verse 11, that means that if Gideon was not afraid, you can go up by yourself. But if you are afraid, go with Fura thy servant. So let's read verse 11. He said, And thou shalt hear what they say, and afterward shall thy hands be strengthened to go down to the host. What's the next line? Then he went he down with Fura, his servant. What does that tell you? He was afraid. But here is what God did. God, knowing that it's possible for this guy to still be afraid. If you are afraid, go with your servant. So what does that tell you? Sometimes, faith is not the absence of fear. Faith is the capacity to follow God, to obey God in spite of it. You know, one of the things that we teach is that you are not your feelings. So it's possible that when God is instructing you to do something, there's still a bit of fear. There's still a bit of doubt. How you overcome that is that you act. And the more you act, one day you too can now stand and tell people that faith is the opposite of fear. Faith is the absence of fear. It's true, but it wasn't always true. So what you understand is that God has capacity to meet you where you are and help you grow from that place to where you want to be. So you, you need to imagine it as a glass that is half full. So... A half full glass is, you can't say the water inside is the opposite of air. It's half full. What you do is that you keep adding water to a point where you can say, my cup is now full. I want to give you another example of somebody whose faith was half full, half empty. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. And verse 24. Let's start from verse 23. Jesus, this, this, okay, the backstory is that there's somebody who had, uh, who had a child that was sick and he went to meet Jesus that, please pray for my child. So, verse 23, Jesus said unto him, he said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, he said, Lord, I believe. I think he now did a little checking. He said, help thou my unbelief. So there are maybe some things that God has told you to do that you know that it is time for you to do. The fact that you feel some sense of fear 
about that thing does not mean it's not God and does not mean that you don't have faith. It's just that at the stage where you are, you can still have some fear and yet you have faith. What you now need to do is to feed the faith and starve the fear. You feed the faith by acting. Do you understand? Is anybody following what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? If you read Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 14, Paul said, I bow my knees and I pray that you should be filled with the knowledge of God. So what that means is that at the time Paul started praying, they were not filled with the knowledge of God. But eventually, he was praying, hoping that they will be filled. What I really want to achieve with this troubleshooting and example is that you should know that anywhere you are, even if you feel sometimes it disconnects with the person talking, know that God has room. Remember, the Bible says that everything that was written was written for our learning so that we can have hope and through the comfort of scriptures, we can find peace in the things that we are doing. And that is why Hebrews chapter 11 has a number of people, you know, you, you should be able to find yourself in one of them. You know, God mentioned different people. Jephthah, God spoke about the Hebrew boys. God spoke about Noah. God spoke about Moses. God spoke about Abraham. In the course of checking all these characters, you will find somebody who is still where you are. Hallelujah. Alright, so this is where the assignment comes in. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11 you will find an interesting character the bible says that through faith also sarah or sarah received let, let's not go too far the bible, is, the bible says that sarah had faith yeah so if you read bible if you read the book of genesis and you study the story of sarah there is nothing Sarah did that conform with what we have understood faith to be. When God told them that a child of promise is coming, after a while, Sarah said, please sleep with my maid. And Abraham did. Gods came into their house. And God told Sarah that by this time next year, you will have a child. Sarah laughed. And then the God said, you laughed. But my light said she didn't laugh. By the time we got to Hebrews, they are telling us she had faith. Where? How? How did she have faith? That's the assignment. <laughs> That's the assignment. Hallelujah. We want to troubleshoot another thing that we've come to learn about faith. Remember that these things are not wrong. But See, the thing about truth is that not everybody has the same reality at the same time. So sometimes you need to understand where you are. This one is slightly different. I believe you have heard the saying that when you are making confessions, you should talk positive. And the reason is because your mind cannot differentiate between not and what I want. So for example, what, what, what that is saying is that if you are saying, I do not want elephants, 
oh, I want elephants. Your mind cannot differentiate between the two. All your mind sees, hears is elephant. And that's what your mind is attracting. Yeah? Beautiful. Now, that statement, let's keep it on the shelf for now. It's not wrong, but you hear, hear what I want to say. Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Popular scripture. Let's start from verse 22. And Jesus answering, saith unto them, Have faith in God. Verse 23. He now says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. You see that there is a bit of graduation from the last place to this place. At this point, you are not allowed to have doubts. But let's continue. And shall believe in those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So, what this place is saying is that if I want this chair out of here, huh? In practicing faith, the solution is not to behave as if the chair is not there. And that's what that, that's how you hear people say things like, I'm strong when they are sick, I'm rich when bank account says otherwise. Okay, so in practicing faith, what Jesus says is that you will address the chair and say, You chair, be thou removed and cast into the ocean. So that means that. When you address that situation, at that time, your mind, Holy Ghost, angels, demons, everybody is in agreement that this thing has to live. And you see, this approach is the hack for the prayer for healing. You know, the Bible says that the prayer of faith will save the sick. In praying for healing, you address the situation and tell the situation to live because it is a stranger. How to deal with strangers is not to act as if they are not there. You act as if they are there and address them head on. Let me, let's, let's, let's check examples. Let's check examples. Let's check examples. Luke chapter 4, verse 39. These examples are from Jesus, so it's beyond contestation. So, the Bible talks about the time when Peter's mother-in-law was sick. He said, and he stood over her and rebuked the fever. You understand? Let's check another example. Luke chapter 8, verse 24. We are going to check a lot of examples on this one because we need to practice, and this one we will practice. Luke 8, verse 24. This was the time when Jesus fell asleep in a boat, and there was a storm. And then... They woke Jesus and he said, don't you care that we perish? The Bible says that Jesus rose up and rebuked the wind. So you can see him addressing the situation. Luke 9, 42. There's going to be some addressing of situations tonight. Verse 42. And said, and as he was yet a coming, the devil chained down and turned. And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirits. 
Let's check two more examples. Mark chapter 5 and verse 8. This was the man at Gadarenes. And Jesus said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. So you can see here, Jesus was addressing the situation. Jesus did not at any time talk as if the situation was not there, make confession as if the situation was not there. Let's check one more. Mark 9, verse 25. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter into him no more. You can see Jesus giving direct command and addressing the situation. Because many of us have situations that we need to address. And sometimes faith or faith teachers, quote and unquote, have taught us that the key is to ignore it. You ignore it long enough, it will go. Confess the opposite. Brothers, when you have a stranger in your body or a strange experience, you know, the things that cause sickness, that cause sickness they are called antibodies. So, in addressing the antibody, you need to treat it like a stranger and say, the tree that my father has not planted shall be uprooted. I, I hope it's getting clear. This thing works every time. You know, Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, you just need to understand that you say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the ocean. This thing is the hack, especially when, it's, when it comes to the issue of sickness. It's called, this is what is now believed to be called the prayer of faith. Where you address the situation head on. Hallelujah. That's the second definition that we are troubleshooting. Third definition that we are troubleshooting is Hebrews 11 from verse 24. Still in the hall of fame of faith. Hebrews 11 from verse 24. Yeah, at some point we will pray. We will take about 10 minutes to pray. And what exactly what we'll be doing is that last one I spoke about. You would anything that constitutes a mountain in your life, you will address it head on. If there's anybody sick, you're trusting God for healing. It can happen in an instant. I remember the first time that I practiced this thing. You know, I uh, somebody called me. Um, we're on a prayer group, and we declared fasting in the group. Somebody called and said, "I can't fast. I have ulcer." You know, I just learned that you can address mountain. Yeah. So on the phone, I said, "Let's pray." And since I know the name of the mountain, it's called ulcer, so we address it head on. Said, "In the name of Jesus, I command that ulcer go now." By the next day, the girl said there's something that once she eats it, she gets attacked. Uh, Okpa or something like that. So she said when she was buying it, everybody in the office was like, ah, what's wrong with you? Do you want... At the end of the day, she ate it and she was fine. So when she called me on the phone, she was super excited. I ate, I ate the thing. I'm fine. It was at that point that me started to doubt. I'm like, really? 
Are you sure? We prayed for another person with heart condition. And the thing left. And then she called and she said, she's not taking her drugs again. You know, you don't want to be the person that told somebody to stop taking her drugs for heart condition. I said, no, no. No. Go and do, go and do tests too. She came back. She said she has done tests. The doctor says she's fine. I said, no, no. Go and do tests again. At the end of the day, she told me she did tests 12 times. Yes. Because every time she told me, I said, go and take your drug. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Because, because usually when... <laughs> you know, if someone says, I have typhoid, I'm fine. It's okay. It's not heart, heart condition. And you know, she was, she had more faith than me. I'm not taking my drugs again. I said, no, take. Take it. Well, you know, by God's grace, she's fine. She's super fine. She's super fine. Why? The word of God works. Sometimes we are taught out of it. Sometimes, and it's, it's not always that people mean badly. You know, you, you walk with God to a point. You don't understand where people are. Once upon a time, eh? I caught myself angry at somebody. Somebody flashed me. And then I was angry. Why, why would you be flashing me? How, how, how much is text message? Text message is funny. I had, I had forgotten that there was a time I used to flash too. So once, if you, if you can remember, you, you can get to a point where you forget where you are coming from. And usually it is from that point you start to teach. Do you understand? So at that point, you, people cannot relate. People cannot be helped. You know, one of my biggest frustrations in church was... People tell me stories and I don't know what to do from there. You, know, you go to church, they tell me the story of how David killed Goliath, for example. And, you know, David carried five stones, struck Goliath, Goliath died. They can make it interesting. They say, turn to your neighbor. Your Goliath is coming down. He comes to your neighbor. And then they keep going, tell the story. At the end of the day, they ask, have you been blessed? Everybody will say yes. And I'm like, when? How? What's going on? I, I leave the church. I don't know what to do differently. Should I start walking around with stones in my pocket now? I don't know. When you start to study scriptures, you realize that God is customized. He's bespoke. He can meet you for you. You understand? Hebrews 11. From verse 24. You may have heard that faith is how we receive things from God. Yeah? Faith is how we acquire things. Faith is how we receive things. Yeah, we, I faith it. I receive it by faith. Oh. So there's a faith that rejects things. It's still faith. He said, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. If you read verse 27, it says, By faith he forsook Egypt. So, it is faith to reject something that you know will compromise your faith. That's practice of faith. I'll come back to this later. Pastor Ferry once mentioned that there are some contracts you don't take. 
there are some deals you don't take because it is unfaith like to do it so faith does not only receive faith does not only accept faith can reject do you understand hallelujah james chapter 2 are we are enjoying the fact that we are reading a lot of scriptures. It's Bible study. It's Bible study. James chapter 2 from verse 17. Yes. I, I try not, you know, it's common to hear things like the greatest thing you can ever know about something. The best thing you can ever, you know, like well, in church, you hear the greatest thing is the sin of pride. That's what devil the greatest thing is the sin of disobedience. At the end of the day, you won't know what's greatest again. I try to run away from it, but this one I'm not running. James 2, verse 17. Even so, faith, if it had not works, is dead, being alone. Yet a man say, Thou hast faith, and I have work. He says, Show me thy faith without works, and I will show you my faith. How? By my works. So, this translates faith from being just a noun to a verb. Faith is the action you take because you believe God. So, this has translated from believing God. So, what you do as proof that you believe God is faith. I remember Brother Chinedu sharing a testimony that he received plan for a business and then he said he went to register the domain name. See that domain name registration is faith. That's what James is saying here. That the action you take because you believe God is what is faith. And one of the greatest leaders of faith in our age defines faith as faith is what you do because you believe God. Therefore committing him to fulfill his end of the bargain. Faith work is a covenant work. Many, many times, I can say, you know, because the works of God, the works of Jesus are finished, and we call it the finished works of Christ. That means that anything that looks contradictory at this time, the ball is in your court, and you have not done anything about it. It's like a game of chess where God moves, and then he tells you to move. Every time that something is off, it's your move. It's your move. When things are working right, it shows that God has moved. When things are off, it's your move. And you know, oftentimes God will not move till we move. Because he wants us to participate. You know, we've been called to be co-laborers. We've been made partakers of his divine nature. And if we don't do these things, we don't become sons of God. We are just it as a legal statement. We don't become it in experience. Remember when God told Moses to stretch forth his hand over the sea? It wasn't going to be the stretching of his hand that was going to divide the sea. But God wanted him to move. So there are many things in your life. If you do a quick scan, you'll find things that if this thing is there, it's not God's fault. It's my turn. It's my turn to move. Because God always tells you the things he has done is in the past you know by his stripes ye were healed it's past tense jesus christ 
in the book of um, Corinthians, he said that we know the love of God. That even though he was rich, he became poor. So that through his poverty, we can become rich. Guess what? Jesus Christ has become poor and he has become rich again. So he has finished his part. The ball. He's in your court. That's why the Bible now is telling us that I will show you my faith, not by my conviction, but by the things I'm doing. And that is when faith truly comes alive. James said, faith without works is dead. The action you take because you believe God is faith, not just believing. In fact, James, if you go on now, he says, I will show you my faith by my works. From verse 19, he said, Thou believest that there is one God. Say, you try, you try. However, the devils also believe and tremble. And yet, we can't say they have faith. Let me say something that is shocking. When God tells you something, or a prophecy comes out and something comes to you, the devils believe that statement and they go to work. It will be very unfortunate for the believer to not go to work. Because if God says, I will prosper you, the demons believe it. And then they will start to work night and day to make sure that thing does not happen. Because they believe it will if they don't act. So the important thing is for a believer to act as well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I want us to take some time to pray, I'll, I'll stop the troubleshooting at this point. <laughs> However, I want to say something about something I call the enemies of faith. And there are a number of them, but I'll just take one. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. Rejoice. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. It says, popular scripture. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So that means that the opposite of faith too comes by hearing his content. What are you listening to? Something we want to put on the shelf again. You may have heard that it's okay to listen to any kind of music. It's okay to watch any kind of content. I'll put it to you this way. It's okay to eat anything, any kind of food, until you start to care about your health. Do you understand? When you start to care about your health, you will now realize that I can't be taking carbohydrates all the time. I can't eat the skin of chicken. Uh, you realize that some things are called junk food. You will know that not everything you can take when you start to care about your faith. There are some things that well up 
unbelief, fear and doubt. When you start to care about your faith, sometimes CNN can be wrong. Sometimes news can be wrong. If it's the kind of news that wells unbelief in your mind. The Bible talks about two places where you can sow. Let's check that scripture. Galatians 6 verse 8. The Bible says that he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. He said, but he that soweth into his spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. I can I want to illustrate this with one scripture before we start to pray. Or if there are any questions before we start to pray. Once upon a time in 2018, when I just started to know the Holy Spirit, I gave a beggar money. The girl was looking for me, begging for money, so I gave her 15 naira. And then the devil whispered to me and said, These are the kinds of people that use money for ritual. As you have given her that money, you are in trouble. For the first time, I understood how Jesus said the Holy Ghost will bring the things that I've said to you to your remembrance. You see, in that moment, you know the way popcorn used to pop out of out of popcorn machine. That's how scriptures were popping in my heart. Scriptures were just coming out. Scriptures. I don't remember all those scriptures today. One and eight scriptures came out that gave me comfort. By the time I got to the eighth scripture, I started laughing. The voice of the devil has been silenced. The devil, till today, I give money to people here and there. The devil has never said that thing again. Because that thing was too heavy. That conviction was too strong. And you know that, okay, this area is a closed matter. Let's try something else. One of the things that happen when you read scriptures is that sometimes even when you don't understand, just keep reading. In the day of contradiction, those scriptures will spring forth. The Holy Ghost will find them. He will find them and bring them to your remembrance. However, if you have been so into the flesh in the day of contradiction and the Holy Ghost is looking for something and all he's finding is whiskey the, the, there's nothing there's nothing you will now find fear building I remember sometimes the cup is half full half empty so when there's nothing for him to help you with the cup will start to reduce do you understand and that's where people get to a point when they say they are paralyzed by fear Yet Jesus Christ had come to deliver those who through the fear of death were held subject all their lives. So if you don't find that freedom, you are not allowing Jesus work. And how you don't allow Jesus work is that you are sowing into the flesh, not the spirit. If you read other translations, it will tell you that sowing into the flesh is doing the things that flesh desire. At the beginning, yeah, it's, it's just a game of numbers at the beginning. And that's where, that's where you start from. I will do more things for my spirit than my flesh. And then a time will come when you two will be able to say, for the last 20 years, I've not taken drugs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the book of Psalm, chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible talks about a guy eh, that everything he does prospers. Everything he does. 
But you see, before he goes, he gets to that point, the first thing he did is that he edited his association. He doesn't take the counsel of the ungodly. He doesn't walk in the way of sinners. He doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. And then eventually, everything he does prospers. Why? He's full of faith. In the book of Acts, the Bible talks about Stephen. He said, a man full of faith and power. And that's, that's the journey of a believer. You start from where you say, I believe. Lord, help my unbelief. To the place where you're full of faith. And how you do it is that you sow into your spirit. You spend time on things that feed your spirit and starve your flesh. Hallelujah. So we want to practice. We want to practice. It will take some time to pray. You know, faith and prayer, they don't make sense until they are practiced. You, you won't believe it. It's head knowledge till you practice it. In fact, okay, let's keep that one. Let's keep that one. Hallelujah. Does anybody have questions? Because this, this is the part I'm excited about. The part where we get to practice. Any questions? Let's begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. There's a reason why Scripture says, Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you. in a beregadon, some petual agadan, Kelly Akapashkopo, in Uguborono Koshkopo. At the time, we will address that mountain. We will address that mountain. And I can tell you, Gaskeboruana Gadishkopo, that contradiction, that stranger, Lebon Tenokoske, the Balankatila Koskevia Lagadeshkapa. We will address that mountain. We will address that stranger. Nakombale Kosetoni Barakatena. Maybe there is pain in your body. Maybe you get dizzy. Maybe you're nauseous. Maybe fear has stopped you before in times past. Praying the Holy Ghost, praying the Holy Ghost. This is the really this is the doing part. This is the meat where you practice what you believe. Praying the Holy Ghost.
You are lifted up, awesome God. Elegantes kitivara kasketai. You are lifted up, mighty God. Keep praying in the Holy Ghost. Eregadon shafotivarana. You are. Ele comba la yene se se vara kosketianaya ono mone haitele kuya yane gandela yana katele kumaroni katia ina na na yate elo mone kumbero gadia yana na tisi avara gadi yana kagalia kafose gashketa inimu se zoburu anagade bring the Holy Ghost you are Stand on your feet, it's time to address the mountains. Get on your feet, it's time to address the mountains. So this is where we practice the prayer of faith. The Bible says that if you have faith like mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the ocean. He said, if you have no doubt in your heart and you believe you have received the things that you have said, you will receive whatsoever you say. Now it's time to practice. Any mountain in your life, now is the time to address it. 
Address it, address it. Call it by name. Say, be thou removed and cast into the ocean. Be thou removed, be thou removed. This sickness, go now. In a patakosketa, emborono koskepa, at the conservoro koskepala, in the gerebembrana gadoskebo, in a geborone koskia belagadon shatter, egedego monsebo, radagadia malakai, enon sasoni malai, egodensko braga de bosque, sutia lagadoskebo, eno prate, egeton sotau, man es aileko sadash, emborono koskepa. We address you, we command you, every spirit of infirmity be gone now in the name of Jesus. We command every chain of sickness to break in the name of Jesus. We command every spirit of fear go now in the name of Jesus. Amos Dizziness, nausea, go now. In the name of Jesus, we address pain in the stomach. Go now, go now. In the name of Jesus. Ele kombra gadoshkata. Eno konsevorogon tiskepo. Emboronogoskepo ruanagadi. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Halenamaha. Ego dengoskepo. Fear that cripples, fear that paralyzes. Hear my voice. He that hears me, hears the voice of God. I command that you go now in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of affliction, every spirit of addiction, go now in the name of Jesus. You are lifted up. Sing the song, sing the song. You are highly lifted up, mighty God. Because the mountain that you see today, you will see them no more. If you are trusting God for healing, this is the time. This is the time. This is the time. This is the time. If you be held by fear, this is the time. Elo paro konsheforo no koskizi ni amana gadia na kosete balai. Elo sabala gadia na kakelai. Awesome God. Awesome God. You are the eternal. Hallelujah. You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.